It's easy when the lights are on. Turn them off. What do you got? If it's not hard, there's the door. Work hard. Get better. It's simple. Practice doesn't make perfect. No. Perfect practice makes perfect. It's there for the taking. We may not have it all together, but I believe together we can have it all. Can't lose on three. One, two, three. Can't lose. Welcome into Smokey's favorite podcast. The Vols lose a disappointing game coming out of the weekend. The Vols fell to Fresno State 10 to 7 on the baseball diamond and tally their first loss of the season after winning 15 straight games to start the year. There were some dramatics as well in the doubleheader on Sunday as the Vols coach Tony Vitello called Fresno State's coach Meat Stick, basically calling the man dumb without saying dumb. So to avoid, basically, I guess to avoid any penalty, maybe coming from the SEC, I don't know, but he called him a Meat Stick, an interesting name to say the least. But I like the attitude coming from the head coach. It's nice to see a head coach have a little attitude for with him. I think the fan base enjoys a coach with attitude, a guy who's going to stand up for his players and his and and his team and his university. That's something a lot of people like to see from their head coach, and that's something Tennessee fans got to see from their baseball coach on Sunday. Hopefully that transitions into other sports. I know. Rick Barnes stands up for his guys. Jeremy Pruitt stands up for his guys in football. And I'm sure it's resonating with other programs around the university with whatever I think more and more coaches now, at least I guess, are starting to stand up for their players against officials, other coaches, players, whatever that might be. Vol Twitter definitely liked it. I think. Uh, it's probably going to help them out with the fan base some. Tennessee's baseball team had some high expectations coming into the season with some returning pitchers coming back, uh, some some of the older guys returning, and they've shown up. SEC play is starting this weekend. They will be heading to Auburn, Alabama to face the number 15 Auburn Tigers to open up SEC play. And their first SEC series at home will be against the South Carolina Gamecocks next weekend. So Tennessee will be tested early with both Auburn and South Carolina, two teams that have in the past proven that they're, they're a baseball school. They have a storied program. A lot of great players have come out of both programs, uh, so it's going to be interesting and both exciting to see how Tennessee does to open SEC play 
on the diamond. In between the Auburn and South Carolina series, the Vols will travel to Johnson City to play ETSU in a one-game series. So the Vols will look to continue their momentum in Johnson City against ETSU next week, next Tuesday, as they dive into the SEC schedule. For college basketball, the regular season has come to an end, and another disappointing loss came from Tennessee, this time on the hardwood, as Tennessee was just simply outplayed. Tennessee lost their fourth game of the year and third SEC game of the year against Auburn and finished with a 27-4 record with a 15-3 record in the SEC. Tennessee's best basketball season in a long time and it's good enough for just third in the SEC. I, I guess we kind of knew Kentucky would be at the top challenging for that one seed uh, the SEC regular season championship, maybe Auburn coming out of last year, knowing how good Auburn was last year, maybe they'd be back competing for that championship again. But this year it was LSU, a team not too many people expected to come out of the tournament or come into the tournament as the one seed, but here they are. But wait, there's more. There is a twist added to this. Not only are they the SEC regular season champions, you can add an asterisk to that because they've been caught cheating. Will Wade, suspended. Nas Reed, out last game against Vandy. Also Smart, out last game against Vandy, surrounding this controversy. I don't think the SEC is expected to make a decision with Will Wade and LSU and all that. Until probably the season is over, and probably later into the summer, is when a final decision will be made on what's going to happen with LSU. So if you were hoping that Tennessee could claim that SEC regular season championship, it's probably going to be a while before they will be able to claim it, if they're able to claim it, depending on what the SEC finds and what they want to do with LSU and Will Wade and that entire situation. And yeah, of course, a win over Auburn would have given us sole possession of the SEC championship were LSU to lose it later on. But that didn't happen. And of course, I'd, I would have loved to have won the regular season championship. But at this point, I am okay with not winning the regular season championship because if you're a Tennessee fan, you know we don't always get what we want, and we didn't get what we want, at least in the regular season, with the regular season championship, and that's okay because now we know what we have to do throughout the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament to win the SEC tournament and make a deep run and get to our first Final Four and possibly national championship in the big dance. So yeah, it sucks not winning the regular season SEC championship a game short. But Tennessee had an amazing season. 
nonetheless, they had a phenomenal year, a year that we can remember for a long, long time. Players that we can remember for a long, long time, like Admiral Schofield, Jordan Bone, Grant Williams, who is now a two-time SEC Player of the Year, as it has now been announced that Grant Williams will be repeating as Player of the Year. I don't know how this was a question for anybody else other than Grant. I know people thought P.J. Washington should get it. Maybe somebody from LSU. I don't know. None of those players down there really make me... When I look at them, they don't make me go, Oh, that guy is a great player. That guy is an SEC Player of the Year caliber type player. I didn't see that on any of those guys. Of course, P.J. Washington, a big name coming out of high school. Probably going to be one and done. Definitely a guy that NBA teams are going to want going into the draft, going into the next year. All that good stuff. But Grant had the better stats all around. So I don't see how you can look at their, them to, their two stat sheets and look down the column of Grant Williams, look down the column for P.J. Washington and say P.J. Washington's the better player when he's obviously not looking at the stats giving the eye test. Of course, Grant had a bad game against P.J. P.J. had a bad game against Grant. Okay, so that splits it even. So I don't see how you can say P.J.'s a better player. He didn't completely dominate Grant in their two games, and of course Grant didn't do that in their two games. So congratulations, Grant. Uh, Well-deserved. Hopefully he'll be back again next year, and we can see him get his third straight SEC Player of the Year, hopefully some more championships, and try to go to a Final Four, hopefully our second straight Final Four at that point. Now going back to the Auburn game, so you knew the storylines going into the game. A win would clinch another share of the SEC regular season championship. A loss, of course, would put you a game behind LSU. And you'd need a win from Vandy against LSU later Saturday night. And with Vandy not winning a game this year in the SEC, that seemed extremely unlikely. And Vandy did not hold up their end of the bargain. Tennessee fell to Auburn, which was probably the most disappointing loss of the season with where the Vols were at and what was on the line. I'm not sure what Rick Barnes and the boys are doing at halftime because it seems like whatever they're doing isn't working. They, Time and time again, they've come out sloppy or and slow to start the second half. Uh, they did it against Kentucky when they were down however many points, six points or whatever. They did it against Gonzaga, and now Auburn. The Vols gave up 49 points in the second half, and right when we thought Tennessee's defense would be back on track, they'd be back to where they were the first half of the season, the first three quarters of the season, and 
we're back to playing like we were against Vandy and Kentucky and those few stretch of games where we just played bad. It did seem like Tennessee tried to play with Auburn. They tried to play Auburn basketball. And as you saw, that was a terrible idea. Tennessee does not have the consistent shooters that Auburn does to hoist up threes every few possessions. Tennessee giving Lamonte Turner the ball, Jordan Bone, Jordan Bowden, whoever, Grant, Admiral, allowing them to shoot as many threes as they did was not okay. Rick Barnes should have corrected that in the first half. Definitely should have corrected it in the second half. Tennessee had an opportunity to pull away from Auburn, to run away with it, leave them in the dust, and they couldn't because they weren't playing their brand of basketball. Tennessee's gotten to the point that they're at now from playing their brand of basketball, not going into other teams' arenas and playing their brand of basketball. And you mix that with bad defense, and that's where we find ourselves now in this situation that we're in. But hopefully, Rick Barnes and the guys, they can learn from this, and they can fix their problems on both sides of the ball. And by this weekend, they'll be ready to get that bad taste out of their mouth and go win the SEC tournament. And I think Tennessee probably has the best road to the SEC championship game as the three seed. Uh, Of course, they have to play Kentucky, but we'll get to that in a second. LSU will more than likely have to play Florida and South Carolina or Auburn, depending on who wins that South Carolina and Auburn game. And we know what Bruce Pearl and Frank Martin can do to get their guys ready for a game. Bruce can get his team ready to compete, especially in a game that can get him to an SEC championship, allow him to keep his job for a few more years. Uh, Same thing for Frank Martin. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon, but to reach an SEC championship in the tournament, that would be a big deal for him and the program. So... Be on upset alert for a very decent Louisiana State team. I would not be surprised if they lose in the quarter or semifinal game. For Kentucky, their first game will be against Alabama or Ole Miss. And Tennessee fans know that these are two pretty good teams. Both Alabama and Ole Miss took Tennessee down to the wire And both teams had an opportunity to beat Tennessee. But of course, with Tennessee being the great team they are, they were able to pull it out. Uh, Earlier this year, Alabama did beat Kentucky by two. And Ole Miss had an opportunity to beat Tennessee. They missed some shots under five minutes, and they lost by four. And of course, with the help of the officials, Kentucky was able to win that game against Ole Miss. So that could also be a big game for Tennessee to watch. Does Auburn or Ole Miss, whoever wins that game, can they beat Kentucky? If 
Kentucky loses their first game. Tennessee 100% has the easiest road to the SEC championship. And even if they do play Kentucky, I still think they have the best chance to reach the SEC tournament or the SEC championship between them, LSU, and Kentucky. I think Kentucky is a great team, of course. They're currently a projected one seed, but I don't see why Tennessee can't beat Kentucky in a neutral site in Nashville. But for Tennessee, barring a crazy upset, they'll play Mississippi State in their first game. And after watching the Vols play the Bulldogs last week, I'm feeling really good about this game. I don't expect the Vols to struggle. Uh, I don't see a situation where they don't move on to the semifinals to play Kentucky or Alabama or Ole Miss. Even if Kentucky does win their first game, like I said, I don't see why Tennessee can't win that neutral site matchup against Kentucky and Nashville. And maybe that's just me looking through the orange lenses, but if I were to put money on Tennessee versus Kentucky in the SEC tournament in Nashville, I'm taking Tennessee. We all know what happened in the Tennessee-Kentucky series. The first game against Kentucky in racist arena was set up for failure with the referees. Tennessee was due for a loss at that point, and they got their due plus a little more. The odds makers like Tennessee too. Going into the tournament, the Vols are the favorite as the three seed, and a three seed has never won the SEC tournament, so the Vols don't have history on their side. But as you've seen this season, and some last season, when this team wants something, they'll go get it. So if they go out and they whoop up, whoop up on Mississippi State and get some momentum going, I don't know why they wouldn't win the tournament. I would be surprised if they don't win the tournament. Uh, I know a lot of guys, a lot of people out there are expecting Tennessee to win the tournament. A lot of Vaughn Nation are, is excited for the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. They've expected an SEC tournament championship, a Final Four, and of course those are still the expectations. And it'd be nice to see a Tennessee team follow through with those expectations for the first time in a while. So we'll see. Uh, with the conference tournament, the main goal, and having the NCAA tournament in mind, now we have to look at what does Tennessee have to do to get that one seed. A lot of people currently have Tennessee as a two seed, and if Tennessee wins the conference tournament, I feel like that definitely sets them up to be a one seed. Beating Mississippi State, Kentucky, and LSU would all be quadrant one wins, so there would be no doubt that they'd have to be a one seed, right? LSU and Tennessee are both two seeds currently with Kentucky holding down that fourth one seed. So it does seem like the winner of the SEC championship will take that one seed, but we'll see. The ACC tournament is going to play a huge factor in who gets the one seed and who gets the two seed for this year's tournament. Virginia and North Carolina 
are currently both one seeds with Duke being a two seed. And if Duke wins the tournament with or without Zion, it seems like they're going to have to also become a one seed. So at that point, it's a matter of does North Carolina or Virginia move off that one line, depending on what they do in the tournament, or does Duke take Kentucky's one seed and the SEC championship winner goes into the tournament as a two seed? I can definitely see a situation where Tennessee, Kentucky, and LSU are all two seeds, and Duke still is that last one seed. But in that situation, I would have to think Kentucky would not win the SEC tournament. If Kentucky wins the SEC tournament, they have to keep that one seed. But I don't know. We'll see. Joe Lenardi has Tennessee as a two seed in the East right now. That'll have... Tennessee facing Colgate and Louisville or Montana in Jacksonville for the first two rounds. Virginia is the one seed in the East. They're a very good team. They took advantage of a fairly weak conference and finished 28-2 with their two losses coming to Duke. So they've dominated most of their ACC games, and they also beat North Carolina in February. So... North Carolina, of course, wasn't as good as they are now, but that's still a place, or that's still a game. Virginia can look at and say, hey, we beat this now one seed. So that'll help pad the stats for them when it comes to seeding. They could face North Carolina in their first game, they, as in Virginia. And the Fighting Wolfpack took Virginia to overtime in their one game, but they ultimately fell 66-65. A revenge game looks like it could be a possibility. Uh, NC State will have a chance to take down the one seed, and that's something NC State could use if they want to guarantee into the tournament. Right now they're projected as a 12 seed, but... That doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, That doesn't guarantee they make the tournament. So a win would definitely lock in a tournament bid. I don't see why North Carolina State doesn't make the tournament, but who knows with the new quadrant, whatever they're going by instead of RPI. Who knows how that seeding is going to turn out ultimately in the end. With Virginia also losing in the first in their first game against North Carolina State, that could open up the one seed for another SEC team. Were Kentucky to keep their one seed, or of course just to slide Duke into that one seed. Maybe Virginia will lose to NC State and Duke will lose to Syracuse. The Syracuse will be Duke's first game, more than likely. Maybe they can both go out in their first game. Uh, That would set up some big seeding changes and open another spot possibly for an SEC team. And if Tennessee is going to be a two-seed, it'd be great if they could be in the South instead of the East. Uh, With both Duke and Virginia losing, that could set Tennessee up to find find themselves in the South where they'd be playing in Columbia rather than Jacksonville. I think with Tennessee playing in South Carolina, 
there's a better chance we, as Vol fans, show up and show out. I think regardless, Tennessee fans are going to be there to support this team. But a little closer to home would help. All right, and finally, the Lady Softballs won their series against Florida this past weekend. If you keep up with softball, you know that's a pretty big deal. The Vols were number seven in the country going into the weekend, and in the past they've struggled against Florida, as have many teams with Florida being a really, really good softball team. They've built something that is now a national powerhouse, a recognizable name. And Tennessee was able to go into Gainesville and get two out of three against the number four Gators. With the Lady Vols winning two of three against a premier team in the SEC, things have to be looking good for the softball team heading into the spring. Hopefully the baseball and the softball teams can keep it up and play really well into the spring and early summer. And they'll be able to transfer the excitement from the basketball court to the diamond. And of course that would help us get through the spring and summer, as many of us are just enjoying the ride of this basketball season and ultimately waiting for football season. Fulmer promised us championships, and it's looking like 2019 could be a good year for the Vols. So we'll see where we can go from here. The Tennessee Vols are looking to get an SEC tournament championship in basketball. Looking to start SEC play in baseball off on the right foot. And the Lady Vols are looking to keep it up in softball, as I assume they would move into the top five in the AP poll. I haven't seen it. I don't know when it comes out. But hopefully they can keep it up as well. That is all I have on the first episode here of Smokey's Favorite Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week as we wrap up the SEC tournament. What happened with, of course, baseball. And any other big news. Maybe something about football next week. We'll talk about Tennessee and whether or not they could reach the over mark of the over-under set at seven wins for this football year. So we'll talk about that, basketball, and a lot more. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week.